0: Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host Sean T. And today, I am gonna take you on a ride. I'm gonna answer some more questions from you that you had before, but I have my coffee because I actually have a story for you all and I would love for this particular episode if you were to go to follow at Trust and Believe Pod on Instagram or if you're watching this on YouTube to put some comments below to help me because not only do I need some parenting advice, <laughs> I think sometimes even me, Sean T just needs to read some inspiring things when you're going through a tough time with your kids. I'm very happy in my life right now, but these kids are absolutely insane and I don't mean insanity kind of insane anyway we're gonna answer some questions we're gonna have a lot of fun today I want you to look at this episode as you're just hanging out with Shaunti T for a good 30 minutes anyway get ready to trust and believe Somebody say, oh, yeah. no, no, no. what's up you're better than Oprah come on girl. This is Sean T., and it's time to trust and believe.
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: Hey folks, I'm Mark Maron from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues
0: Y'all, when I tell you that my parenting, my fatherhood was tested this morning, so I'm going to set it up for you. Every day, I get up and I make a point to spend time with my family after I either have my coffee or whatever, but on Sundays is pretty much all family time. I don't really, I try to sleep in. You know, you want to have that good cuddle with your husband or your spouse or whatever. And I love for our kids to walk into the room and they know that they're only allowed to watch TV on Saturdays and Sundays in the morning. Other mornings we do, we we read books, we do anything educational. If they want to watch anything on some sort of electronic device, it has to be educational. Math, reading, something about outer space which they love so it's fine but today they came in my son Sander is the best cuddling person that you've ever met and but he's very bossy he wants to sit here he wants to put his juice there he wants you to go with him to get his juice he wants you to open his bar he is just very um but he he really wants you to do it. And if you don't want to do it, he just kind of gets in a frenzy. But I still make him do it on his own. So today, after we did our little cuddling in the bed, went out to the island in the kitchen, and I was like, Papa's gonna drink his coffee, and he's like, Papa, come back into the room. And I said, No, Papa's gonna sit here at the island at the counter and um and just enjoy some coffee time, right? So He said, okay. So he wanted to get up. He wanted me to make they have this like special iced tea. He wanted me to make him some iced tea. And then he was finished his iced tea. Actually, he didn't finish his iced tea. He pushed his iced tea to the side. And then he said, Papa, I want um, I want some coffee like you. Yes, my three-year-old drinks coffee. So I gave him some coffee and he's sitting there and everything is fine. So then Elliot comes out and is preparing to go work out and chip and they're just hanging out and chip goes back into the room. And Elliot says to Sander, Sander, I have a surprise for you that I'm going to give to you later. And Sander immediately says, what is it? And, um, Elliot said, I'm going to give it to you later. And Sander's face went into that very like sad kid face, but Sander has a specific sad kid space face that I know he's about to go into temper tantrum bill. So I immediately say, Sander, what's wrong? He says, I want the surprise right now. So I try to explain to him, listen, a surprise is something that comes to you when you least expect it and or something that you don't know about. So when you get it, you can be really excited. He said, well, I want it now. And I said, well, you know, we talked about practicing patience. Well, let me tell you, homeboy, took his coffee cup, it was tin, it was a tin coffee cup, he spun it around, and I said, that's unacceptable. Then he took the coffee cup and pushed it, like, pretty much through the coffee cup. Coffee goes everywhere, he gets out of the chair, and he just goes into this huge temper tantrum. So, you know, I put him in timeout, do the whole thing, and... It was just it was just crazy. I don't I'm telling you all because I'm just like how do you all handle temper tantrums because you know, I had to go over there and let him have it and tell him that was just absolutely unacceptable and you know, someone's doing something nice for you and you can't act like that. So, without going deeper into the story, he just was in a bad mood until they had to leave so I could record this podcast. But if you have children out there, or even if you don't, give me some advice in the comments either here or on my at Trust Me Leave pod on Instagram so we can get through that. All right, I'm going to get to these questions. Okay, so the first question is, have you ever experienced racism or has anyone ever used derogatory remarks toward you? So, yes, I've experienced racism quite often. Actually, one of the things I talked about on Wine Night, um, and I want to set this up. One one of the things I talked about on Wine Night is how my mother told me a story at how she was chased by the Ku Klux Klan when she was a teenager with one of her friends. And so, you know, racism. And my my grandparents grew up in the South. So, racism was very... It was, I do want to say prominent in our household, but I mean, we, my parents experienced, my mom experienced it and my grandparents experienced it. So it was something to the forefront of our mind to be careful for um, and watch out for. So I was very much aware of that when I was growing up. And like I also said on Wine Night, my high school had race riots. We had sit-ins. It was... um it was kind of a mess when I was in high school. It was always it was a fight. I I want to say every day, but if it wasn't every day, it was a fight very often. And a lot of it you know, at least when I was going to that school had to do with like racism and it was so crazy and ridiculous. I definitely have experienced someone using derogatory remarks. I've definitely experienced going to the mall or to a store and being followed around because of my race and some people say, Well, how do you know? I'm like, Well, if there's a black guy in there and a white guy around the same age and they're just chilling, but I'm the one that somebody's always like six, seven, eight feet away from, you know, fixing the clothes, you know, you can only speculate one thing. But um yeah, I've definitely had derogatory remarks used against me, racism remarks and uh gay Remarks. So it's not something I just I don't even get surprised when people use the word and I'm not making excuses up for people, but people are just rude. They're uneducated, ignorant, and a lot of times they think that that making a derogatory remark is going to actually hurt my feelings when really it just shows who you are, who they are. And I have a different approach when people cause me to n-word or whatever. The first thing I want to say is, okay. So where is it really coming from? Like, why is it? Why did you choose that word? You know, because the best offense against someone who uses derogatory remarks against you is to find out why they're saying it. And a lot of people may not agree with that, but when you find out why they're saying it. They unleash some insecurity within themselves. And that is the thing that uh, a lot of people, they just get mad when people use that word. And of course I get mad. But for me, I'm like, okay, my offense, my comeback is, why'd you use that word? And most of the time it'll start with, well, you did this. I'm like, okay, well, if I did something to you, you say, like, let's say I bumped into you. Well, you bumped into me and you're rude. But you resort to just calling me a derogatory remark just because of I'm black. That So why'd you really use the word? Because if a woman of your race or somebody a little older bumped into you, you it's okay. Or you might suck your teeth or roll your eyes and keep it moving. But you wouldn't use that word. So why did you really use that word? And then... When you really dive into it, well, that's how I was raised, and that's the first thing y- they think about when they see a black person. You really get into you really get into the psyche and where they come from, and and who they really are, and how that kind of thing is just embedded in their brain and where they learned it from. But the deeper thing that you get is the you know I talk about in my book. It's not the thing is the thing. Well, why are you really mad right now? Well, on a while on another day, if I bumped into you. It's okay, because if you just won a million dollars, if you just got your lottery ticket and you saw the lottery playing on TV, and you won a million dollars, and I bumped into you, you wouldn't even worry about it. You'd be like, "It's okay, sir." You know, let me hold the door for you. You know, but there's something going on in your life that makes you so mad that just because someone bumped into you, that you have to resort to something so terrible. So that's why, for me, I handle the n-word or any derogatory remark with some even if it's a white supremacist i would love to interview someone who is a white supremacist some people like why should you talk to them i'm like because i'm gonna find out why i really want to find out why you actually think that way the root of evil comes from within and so when someone you know expels evil from their soul there they have evil within and that's something that they need to fix even down to me if i get in an argument with my husband or a friend there i had to pull that evil from somewhere you know and and sometimes if you have to defend yourself and you're like fighting or somebody's trying to like hurt you yeah you need to pull you need to pull that from somewhere you know fight or flight science takes care of that most of the time but in a verbal argument or a verbal just attack on someone that has to come from some evil okay next question this is cool pronouns a lot of people out there may not understand why people use pronouns now it's like what are your pronouns and so I used to kind of like turn my not my nose up but like squinch my eyebrows when someone would say what's your pronouns because I'm like he you know, or they, because how you speak to me. If someone was trans, or if someone was queer, or if some, I, you know, I never really thought that the way I referred to them was disrespectful, but in the grand scheme of things and globally, I I love now that people ask for pronouns because it really helps you understand, like some people are like they. They don't want he, she, him, her, they want they. And I think it's super cool that people are aware with who they are and they can accept it and now we can refer to people in a way that they wanna re- be referred to. But my pronouns are he and him. I love meeting people whose pronouns are they. I just, I love it because it just, it helps me understand people a little bit better. Here's the next question. Do your feet smell after workout? No, the only time my feet smell and this is when you know, someone on social media actually called me out for it before. But the only time my feet smell is when I don't wear socks with my sneakers. I know that's so bad, but sometimes I just don't have time. <laughs> I just slip them on and I run to the store and then I forget to take them off. That's why a lot of times I like to walk around with flip-flops on because it keeps my feet dry. But my feet don't smell after a workout. They just smell if I work out in shoes that I didn't wear socks with. I know that's gross. Let's move on. How do I stay motivated slash consistent all the time? I go in health cycles. It's frustrating. One of the things I learned from having kids is that putting your kids on a schedule helps them be consistent. When they're younger, trying to get a kid to sleep is A baby to sleep is one of the most frustrating things over the first couple months. But once you get them into a schedule, eating, napping, playing, tummy time, sleeping, napping, bedtime. And so it's about finding your consistent rhythm or your consistent schedule. Another elementary way of describing this is if you ask my kids what is the process of going to sleep, they would say brush your teeth, they take showers, take a shower, Put on lotion, go to PP one more time, put on our pajamas, read a story, go to sleep. There's a process, and so they're very consistent. And if you deviate from that process at all, they will be like, Papa, why didn't we do, why didn't we read a story? Or Papa, why didn't you put, they they have this on my iPad, they have a fireplace because they like looking at the fireplace when they go to sleep and the sounds of the crackling of the wood, right? Papa, why didn't you put the fireplace there? Or the other day, I didn't take the fireplace out of their room because I thought Sander was still on his way to sleep. And he literally called me three minutes later. He's like, Papa, you didn't take the fireplace. He didn't want me to come back in there to stay with him till he slept. He was like, this is not right. And so if you are a person out there that has no schedule in your life and you don't put a workout as a part of your daily life, it's gonna be very tough for you to stay consistent. When I first got out of college and I was a health program manager at a pharmaceutical company and I was really helping employees making health programs and just really incredible programs for people to stay consistent, the people who came at the same time every day and they, they just never missed a workout, they were also the people that did not gain weight throughout the year. And then you have those people who came, you know, every couple weeks, and there were the people who said, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. And you can see that they, I'm like, so what you been up to? And you can see they have no schedule. They don't make fitness a priority. And a lot of times, just in their life, they're like fly at the seat of their pants. And so that's what I realized when it comes to human. And I'm not saying that either one is wrong. I'm just saying that I'm a very... I'm a very free spirit. Oh, like I want to do this, I want to do that. I don't, I like change and I like deviating from the plan. When it comes to my fitness, I put it as a part of my day. Like right now, every Wednesdays, I'm going to be doing some sort of weightlifting and stuff on Instagram uh, because I just absolutely love it. Like it makes me feel like I'm connecting while I'm developing and shooting. Let's get up. I'm really excited because I have a schedule. I come in. I rehearse a workout, change whatever I need to do, I do the workout, take a quick break, do a second workout because I know later in the day I'm gonna be more exhausted and I have to use my brain power, so let me get the movement out of the way first. So you stay consistent by placing your fitness and your nutrition in a place during the day that you will not deviate from. So my challenge to all of you is just right out of schedule today, for each particular day or each day of the week, right? Or, you know, say I wake up, I have my coffee, spend time with my kids, take a shower, go to work, whatever, workout, boom, boom, boom. Whatever your daily schedule is, just make sure you add your workout and your fitness as a part of that day. Because if you do, you will always stay consistent. <laughs> what came first, the chicken or the egg? Now let's get a little scientific here. I believe because... Scott and I had kids via surrogacy, and I have had an incredible biology lesson in that I had a, we had an incredible biology lesson over the five years that we had kids. We were trying to have kids. I would have to say the egg came first. And Here's why it's impossible when you think of biology and science for something to go poof And I have this and a baby just appears Everything in life has to grow from something Think about just you as a human you didn't start out as an adult you started out and everything grows Take a plant everything starts as a seed and it grows take Life, internal growth. The reason why you, I talk a lot about transforming is because we had to go from one place and we have to get to another place. And there's no way that the chicken came first. Now, some people would ask, well, how do you think the egg was laid? I actually don't think the egg was laid. I, Like I said, I really believe in science and I really believe that an organism f- was formed that created... Some sort of animal that morphed to what we know the chicken to be today. Just like I totally believe in the Big Bang Theory. Yes, I know the Bible and I know Genesis and I know Exodus and I know Leviticus and I know Deuteronomy. I know all the, the books of the Bible and I know everything you learn. And I'm not discounting my lovely Christians out there that, you know, we weren't made from the dust of the earth. You know, Adam and Eve were here and they, you know, bit from the apple and, you know, then the devil came. I know the whole story. But I've also seen myself donate sperm in a fertility clinic and know that our egg donor's eggs was extracted from her ovaries to make my kids. Like I saw it happen and I just believe that that's how things happen. Some people might be like, well, where, how, where'd the ovaries, where'd the egg come from? You know, well, I, I believe in organisms, just like where the earth come from. You guys should like really YouTube some really incredible solar system stuff. It's really freaking cool. And I think you all would get a really great um, lesson on that to help you understand the science. Now, how does that fit into Sean T Fitness, right? It's just growth. I am a person that believe that we all have to start somewhere. We are all seeds. Even right now, at this very moment, you are a seed. You are constantly planting seeds within your own life, in your own soul, because you have to get somewhere. I have friends that were married, and during that marriage, they planted a seed that maybe this marriage isn't for me, and while They had to go through a tough growth spurt like most things do. When we go through adolescence, that's the tough growth spurt. Now, my friend is with someone new and happier. You know what I mean? It's just like, we have to understand that growth happens. And we don't, if we all started out being successful, we'd all make the amount of money we want to make. We all live in the house that we want to live in. We all be there. And so in my mindset, saying the chicken came first Is discounting the fact that we all have growth within our soul.
2: Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues
0: Do you think you can make it through insanity right now? Absolutely, I can make it through insanity right now. I can make it through any workout right now if I put my mind to, and, to it. And just a little fun fact, when I had COVID, the first two days that I had COVID and I knew I had COVID, I actually did not max out and max out sweat for the first time. And yes, I was going hard for all the people It's like, Sean, T says that. If you don't go, if you will max out, if you go your hardest, I'm like, I was going hard and I made it through and I could definitely make it through now. Cause I've been teaching two classes a day back to back with my new dance program and there is insanity sections in there and it is hell on earth, but it's so great. Is it weird to look back on your old workout videos because you have built such an empire? Thank you so much, that's a great question. Great compliment to within the question. No, it's not weird at all. I absolutely love looking back on my old videos because every single workout video that I've created, I was going through something. When I showed up on this set of hip hop abs to shoot my very first video, my producer had to rent me a car because my car had broken down. And I was super insecure because it was the first time I had done this kind of thing. Like anybody that had said something to me on set, like I just thought, I just took it like, oh my God, I suck. Right. So I look back at that and I'm like, wow, you made it through when you were struggling in your personal life and you went through. And then rock and body. Uh, rock and body I was actually really excited because a company had a company thought that I brought enough value to give me a second workout right and so for me rock and body was just about fun and excitement and it was amazing and then insanity came out and that was hard I was proving myself into you know intense fitness I believe that you know, it was the hardest workout ever put on DVD and people, or home workout, and people still do it. Thousands, if not tens of thousands of people still do it. But what a lot of people don't know is in mom, too, I just lost my grandmother. So I'm trying to motivate and get through these workouts while internally I'm extremely sad that I just lost pretty much the most important person in my life. Right. So that looks back. And then, Asylum Comes uh, that takes me back to while I was really happy it's when I went a little too far into fitness and I still have to do my episode about when you know I was taking laxative pills and things like that because I was so obsessed with you know the veins that were in my body and then Asylum Volume 2 where I started to feel a little better but I still felt like I had to live up to this fitness look and a lot of the people that were hired for asylum volume two were fitness models they were amazing people but it was just like you know you're trying to like make your mark and then there was max 30 which was you know I was in a situation in max 30 where I don't know I just wanted to create another insanity and I wanted to go hard and it was I remember it was a lot of Beachbody coaches in there and I was just kind of like weighing that and see how I felt about that, not realizing that I would make these incredible connections for the rest of my life. Um, and then there was size. So anyway, I could go through each program when I look back at the videos and know what I was going through, the ups, the downs, the, you know, everything in between. And there's a story with within every single one of those experiences. So um, I absolutely love it. I think it's so great. Um, and I hope that you can look back on things that you've done in the past. And even if it was a not un- an unhappy moment for you to celebrate that you got here today. This one's from my friend that lives in the UK that started out as a Fit Fan member, but now she's my sister. I adopted her as my sister, Carrie Two Cents. And she says, mushroom is a steak true or false because she hated when i posted one day uh my vegetarian cheesesteaks and the steak and the vegetarian cheesesteak is mushrooms and the cheese was cashew cheese and it was on a gluten-free baguette it was so freaking good while well, i roll so good so yes mushroom is a steak carrie Oh, this is so nice. I'm so inspired by your life. Do you see the exposure on social media as a challenge for you and your family? That is a really great question. One thing that I'm unable to do is to not be me. Um, For a long time, I think just with social media, there's so many things out there, like you should be doing this on social media and you should be doing that. And a lot of times it was like, this is the algorithm and this is how you do it. And one of the things that I think people forget to say when they're teaching people how to be on social is to be yourself or for if you're if you're promoting a product, for the product to be its authentic self. And so that's kind of why I love Brock Johnson because he is himself as he teaches people how to do social. You know, he really is him and he's such a nice guy and silly and fun. So not until he came along did I really kinda of enjoy it. And he's younger than me and so it's really cool for me sometimes to have someone that's younger than you, that really kind of inspires or en- enhances your outlook. Like I even look at my kids and I'm I look at them and I'm like, okay, they did something that's going to inspire me today. So it's not a challenge anymore. Um, and you know, I post now when ever the hell I want to post. I'm not doing this. Oh, I'm only posting two times a day. Oh, oh, I need this amount of likes. I'm like, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm going through. Because when I look back at my social media in 40 years when I'm 82, you know, I really want to be like, yes, like I was me. And the worst thing I want to do is to leave this life and not feel like I was 100% me. Whether... I, and I'm not being perfect, but this is what I was going through in my life. So it's not a challenge anymore. I love it. Um, and I appreciate you following me. And I appreciate all of you following me on social media and listening to the podcast. I hope you got enough out of this podcast today. I am headed to Hawaii. I'm so excited because that's where we're going to be shooting. Let's get up. It's going to be incredible. So please follow along on my social media. Speaking of social media, I got my hair done in a new style which i absolutely love it's so cool um i'm gonna get to have some different hairstyles in this program you know get cultured and just try to love life as best i can with my family and you and with that said i hope you continue to conquer your mind transform your life and always trust and believe in who you are